You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to another Revive Again podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and I'm so glad you're here to talk about revival. In fact, we're going to talk about everything we can think about revival. And today I want to talk about how the church has lost its voice. And that's pretty important because if we lose our voice, we've lost everything. You remember, you look back in history, it's kind of interesting how uh, sometimes religion would take people and make them lose their voice. In fact, some of these monks, they go into a vow of silence. How are you going to win the world with the gospel if you can't talk? But now the church has lost its voice. And uh, today we have so many things going on in the world. And we sometimes want to point the finger at the world and uh, not have a voice of what we can do about it. You know, the thing that the church, the mistake I see the church makes a lot of times when it needs to preach revival, it needs to preach the answer, how we can turn these things around, is it looks at the problems that are happening in the world and in America particularly is what I'm going to focus on. And it begins to uh, come against things. The church I'm talking about, religious people, they come against things. They come against, a, oh, an alternate lifestyle. They come against people's political reviews, uh, views. They come against different ways of parenting or this marriage way or, or how the schools are doing stuff and, and different angles of that and just all kinds of things. And they come against, they come against, they come against. And you know, that's not what Christianity is. Christianity is a group of people that are winning the world because they are so much for God. They're so much for the things of God, the kingdom of God, the spirit of God. And it overwhelms the, the people that have another opinion. It's like we can, we, we, we are, I am against abortion. And we should be, as people, I think we should be for life. And that's the point. We're for life, not against abortion. But the way we win those girls and those women that are so much into abortion is by overwhelming them with being for God. If we could connect them with the Spirit of God, they'll change their mind on their own. At least that's what I've seen. So now we have America that's uh, evolving and changing and transitioning so much. And uh, we've got such inflation that's continuing on. We've got threatenings of nations changing like wars, like what's Russia going to do? What's China going to do? What's North Korea going to do? And what's Iran going to do? All those nations are are wanting to do something. And the only thing that's holding them back is the United States of America. And so they're watching, what are we going to do? How weak are we going to get? How involved are we going to get with ourselves? How overwhelmed with, with, uh, pandemics and inflation and crime, which is like overwhelming, like whoever heard of a mob just walking into one of these expensive stores and just walking out with stuff and nobody get, nobody does anything about it. They just stand there and look at them. And so what kind of America do we have today? Well, it's not very good. So there's, I mean, and immigration and the border and just that goes on and on and on. And so we can all of a sudden be as, as Christians and as religious people, we can be just ranting and raving and, oh, it's bad and we, the schools are bad and the politicians are bad and, you know, government's bad. We can just go on and on about how bad everything is. But that's not who we're to be. 
We're to be people that say, we can change this. We need to get our voice back of what we can do. And so when we look in the Bible, when they began to ask John the Baptist, who are you? He's out baptizing people. And uh, they said, who are you? And you know what he said? He said, I'm a voice. I am a voice. And when you look in, in the book of Luke, he says, I'm a voice crying out, calling out in the wilderness. It's time to make a desert, a, a, a highway for our God out in the desert, out in the bumpy places. And we're going to make a highway for our God. And so he's, he began to have a voice and he told the people of God. See, his voice started with God's people. And he says, here's what we need to do. We need, as God's people, we need to repent of not having a voice. We need to repent because the kingdom of God is here. It's active and it's giving people a choice. It's giving people a choice that we can offer the people a choice. In Jesus' day, they had a lot of trouble. They had the Roman Empire has, was occupying their country. Uh, it came, they came and took the land away from the people. They came, took the land away. Then they taxed them on their own land. And then after they took the, the crops and things from their own land, then they gave them the leftovers. They got to go take the leftovers. And so they did that. Then there were, of course, the corrupt religious folks who got in cahoots with them. You know, they were cooperating with Rome and they were, they were working. And so it was corrupt. The religious system was corrupt working with Rome. And it was just a terrible, terrible situation. There was corruption. There was, uh, uh, then there was a underlying uh, revolt going on, planning a revolt against Rome that was going to be a disaster. And so, it, it, you know, it was just high taxes and losing your land and just everything. And it was bad. And yet with all those bad things going on around them, John the Baptist, followed by Jesus, says, listen, we need to repent. The people of God need to repent because we're being offered an alternative answer to all this corruption, all this trouble, and we're not taking it. We're just wanting God to correct everybody else but us or empower uh, us to just destroy them rather than change us. We need to change. We need to become the, the voice of an alternate lifestyle. Yeah, an alternate lifestyle of the kingdom of God lifestyle. And so John said, I'm a voice. And then he said, listen to this. The ax has already been laid to the root of the tree, that corrupt tree. It's already been laid to the root. And so he's saying, look, there's got to be a change here. And we need to offer a change. So here's the problem today uh, within America is the church is in the midst of all this trouble too. If whether we name it, like I said, we've got inflation and immigration and, uh, you know, all the problems of crime and just keep naming it. And uh, of course, the pandemic is still going on and on and on. And uh, with that, and it's just about, I mean, you could just about call it a plague. When it first started, you know, we start thinking, well, this will go on for a few months and uh, kind of like be the flu and then it'll go on longer and then it went longer. No, now we're on what, about two years? You, you have something about two years, that becomes kind of biblical, doesn't it? Kind of something biblical when it goes on two years and going on into three years. And yet, the, where's the church? The church is offering no advice, no answers to say, look, Maybe we should start looking at the Bible and finding out how did they stop 
their plagues. How did they stop it? You know, because uh, when, they, when they turned to God, then God came to their rescue and shut, shut the thing down. And came, whether it be their enemies, whether it be terrorists, whether it be armies, whether it be a plague, whether it be sickness, whether it be disease, whether it be drought, whether it be famine, when they turned to the living God with all their hearts, God would shut that thing down. So wouldn't you think that now after two years, the church would get a voice? And say, look, church, if we would start to preach to ourselves first and not slam everybody else, ourselves, and say, look, we need to turn to the living God with all our hearts. We need to start preaching holiness and sacredness and consecration, set ourselves apart for God. We need to, we need to start uh, loving God with all our heart. We need to start as a church because the church itself is so scattered. It's got so many loves. Yeah, we go to church, we go to games, uh, we go out to eat, we go to the movies. And it's just our list of things we do. And when we go to church, we're, we're, we're serious, sort of, you know. But that's where our friends are. That's where we go to get good advice. It's sort of like we give free therapy. You know, we get free therapy there and we go with our friends. We get good advice. We get encouragement. Then after our encouragement, we go to the movies and then we go for pizza and then we go watch the game. It's just sort of in the routine. It's not separated where it says, love God with all your heart. And so we tell the church, where's the voice of the church that says, look, church, let's follow this pattern. Let's tell the church it's time for us to repent of being so active in everything rather than turning to the living God. If we would turn with all our heart and return to the Lord with all our heart, like other generations have had to do, and, and come to God with all our heart, draw near to God, and God's going to come near to us. Then once we get that pattern in our own lives and we get that message in our churches and the churches and the Christians start turning to God, and we ignite a fire for God in our, in our sanctuaries, in our buildings, where the people of God are saying, you know what? We might be able to turn this thing. We might be able to shut this thing down. We might be able to turn crime uh, away from us because we're turning the hearts of the people. Our own people are demonstrating how this works, how we can change our hearts. We're on fire. We've changed. We've got a real interest in God and it's changed the way we feel. It's changed the way we think. It's changed the way we live. Now let's go tell them, you know what, politicians, you know what, uh, gang members, you know what, all those people, you know what, sick people, you know what? We've changed our lives by turning to the Lord, by finding consecration, by putting him first, by turning to the Lord with all our heart. It's changed us. You know what? We could shut this crime down. We could shut this down. Tell all the politicians, let's turn to the Lord, turn to the Lord. Now, whether they listen or not, that's their business, but we at least need to be the voice of answers saying we can shut this massive problem down of crime and trouble and, and shortages and immigration and sickness, all these things. We can turn this thing around if you'll turn to the Lord. We need a revival of the presence and power and love of God, and we can turn this thing around and save a nation. Now, whether they do or whether they don't, that's their business. But rather than come against them, let's come with them with a message of let's turn for God.
and at least be the church with a message of revival and get our voice back and be the church once again. Well, I hope you got this message today. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.